Oh, 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 well, 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 welcome to yet another episode of the In Search SEO Podcast, where we guzzle SEO insights like a 20-year-old SCV guzzles gas on a hot summer's day. In this episode, we will be talking to the charming and the distinguished Brody Clark, who we spoke to a few days ago. We'll talk everything local, sir, feature, how can a business best leverage some of Google's latest updates to the local panel and local pack? Should you opt in to the message feature in the local panel? How can you um, capitalize on Google posts and to what extent should brands go about product placement in the local panel and how so? Plus, all new Rank Ranger SERP feature data for you. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I have a bit of sad news. Jacqueline, sadly, has moved on from the In Search SEO podcast to focus on other SEO adventures. Jacqueline, I know you're listening. I will very much miss doing this show with you. It was great fun. Thank you for putting up with me and my ribbing. So then, allow me to reintroduce you to the great, the grand, and the downright bodacious Kim Ragones. Thank you very much, Morty. I'm honored to be back. Did a lot of listeners request me? Yes, there was, um, particularly there was a, um, one user who described herself as Kim R. <laughs> Said, uh, will Kim Ragones be coming back on the show? And will she be getting uh, more airtime and, and, and a raise, among other things? It was very strange, highly suspicious. Yes. Was that you? No comment. Plead the fifth. Okay. Yes. Oh, before I go, I always forget this. By the way, you should know we release a new episode of the In Search SEO podcast every single Tuesday, and you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode on iTunes, and we thank you in advance for subscribing. First things first, uh, I had the opportunity to chat with literally one of the most up-and-coming young SEOs on the planet, Mr. Brody Clark of Optimizing SEO, which is an agency out of Melbourne that's in Australia for my geographically challenged folks. You ever been to Australia? Yes, yes, I have. Um, I spent three years there in the land down under. Really? And went to Melbourne a couple of times. How, yes. I, how was that? Very great. You wrestle any crocodiles? No. No? Have any beer? Oh, yes. Put another shrimp on the bobby. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. So let's get into this. We don't want to waste any more time, waste any more of your time. We talked with Brody Clark. I talked with Brody Clark about local SERP features. Okay, what to focus on, what not to focus on. Unlike some of the other SERP features out there, business owners have a bit of more uh, leeway, a bit more control to the options that they have as to what users will see on the SERP, which brings up questions like, how should you handle product info in your business listing? What features should you leverage? Which should you maybe stay away from? All good stuff. I'm not going to give it all away here in my description of it because you're going to have to listen to yourself, for yourself rather, not to yourself. You're listening to me doesn't make any sense, but you will listen for yourself in just a few seconds as we're going to pull in our interview with Brody Clark, where we discuss everything local SERP feature. Take it away with cut one. Okay. I cannot tell you how happy I am to be sitting down with this gentleman who you may have seen on SearchEngineRoundTable.com. You may have seen it in a million other places like Search Engine Land. He's someone I've been wanting to sit down with for quite some time. And at the moment, he's finally come to sit down. I am talking about the distinguished Brody Clark. How are you, Brody? I'm doing great, Morty. Great to be on the podcast. Yeah, this is great. I really, I wanted to talk to you literally for, for a long time already. So um, yeah. this, is, this is fantastic. You're, you're in Australia, right? So it's summer for you guys. Yeah, in Australia, in uh, based in Melbourne, in Victoria. It was actually 
42 degrees today, which is like 108 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, good. I was like, 42 degrees is nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid yeah, Americans fine. using Fahrenheit. But I'm in the aircon today, so. Wow. This is it. How hot does it get there? Is that hot? Is it hot? 108, 110 degrees Celsius? Uh, Fahrenheit, rather? That's how bad hot it gets? Or? Yeah, that, yeah, that would be absolute max for sure. Any, any hotter than that, then you're in trouble. Don't, don't tell me it's humid. Is it humid? Uh, not, not in Melbourne, but where I used to live up in uh, Brisbane in Queensland, if it gets that hot and it's humid, right. you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Uh, so I used to live in Baltimore for a while in, um, in the States. It's so humid. I don't care. It could be 60 degrees outside. But 100% humidity? I'm dying. I can't breathe. Okay. So let's do something a little bit fun before we get started. So when I used to teach, I used to always start off with a little bit of joshing around and sort of set the mood. So let's set the mood a little bit. So, so you're from Australia and pretty much from anywhere in the world I can think of, well, except for maybe like New Zealand, that's a really long flight. I think it's like 16, 18 hours from the States. That's a very long flight. So on a long flight like this, is it okay to take your shoes off? You have socks on. Okay, I'm not talking barefoot. You have socks. But can, can you take your shoes off? Oh, that's a great question. To be honest, I think you just need to do you. Um, <laughs> roll with it. But to be honest, you want to be comfortable if you're on a long-haul flight like that. So, yeah, take them off. Right, take them off. Even, even after wearing your shoes on a 180-degree day. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe, <laughs> maybe wear some uh, clean socks. Or maybe wear some clean socks. Okay. Feel bad for the person sitting next to you on the flight, by the way. <laughs> okay, all right. That's out of the way. Let's get to some real SEO, some local SEO, and let's talk some local SEO SERP features. And a couple things have been on my mind lately, so I'm going to pick your brain a bit. That's kind of what you're here for. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let me start off with a general sort of question. The local panel. How effective is it on its own? Meaning, how valuable is it on its own? If it were not accessible via the local finder, via Google Maps, would the local panel be a significant SERP feature endeavor for a business? Or would it just be yeah. worthless because you're just stuck with brands, brand queries, that is? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, even if your brand doesn't get many searches each month, it's still pretty valuable for a business just for like a trust element. So like when you do a search, for instance, the agency I work for optimizing, if you just search for optimizing um, on Google, it obviously brings up the local panel on the right hand side if you're on your desktop. Um, and you can instantly see all the relevant information on there, your reviews, opening times, address, phone number, right in front of you. So I think that's a pretty important component of uh, the research stage when you're finding a business that you want to use for a particular service. If you can see that panel and see all the relevant information, it's just, uh, instills a lot of confidence, I think. Right. That's a good point. Does it then make knowing, um, you know, your, the data on your search query analysis that much more important? Being that the, the main power from a search perspective, outside of reputation, those sort of things, which I, which I agree with you, are very, very, very important. Does it make understanding how, how, searchers get to your to your listing even more important and how do you leverage that data yeah definitely so i guess it's for one it's pretty handy seeing exactly how many branded searches you're getting in comparison to your um like service-based searches or right. searches um so seeing a comparison 
I guess like a weighted comparison between the two is pretty handy to see how strong your brand is compared to how strong your listing is just on its own. Um, That's a good point. Traffic. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, let's jump a little bit. So, in the more recent past, Google has sort of uh, turned this corner with business listings um, in that they've they've evolved past sort of your basic business standard info, you know, name, address, phone number, maybe some reviews, whatever it is. And, and in a way, Google has turned the local panel into something much more interactive and I would say downright connective. It was just recently, by the way, that Google was testing a more prominent messaging button, which is interesting because the ability to message back and forth with users has been available inside the local panel for some time now. I've hardly seen anybody use it. In fact, I think the only person I've ever seen use it was uh, Barry Schwartz when he was showing it on uh, SC Roundtable. And that was just to show off, like, here's the button. So Google's sort of testing this bigger button. In my mind, it needs to be well bigger, gigantic, enormous for anyone to even notice it. So my, my ranting aside, do you think it's worth for business to opt into the messaging button so they can have the option to go back and forth and message with their customers via the local panel? And where do you see this feature going? Because Google seems to be trying to pushing it a little bit lately. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank so you. I guess at the, at the, <laughs> at the moment... <laughs> Um, as you said, yeah, you want a bigger, better button so you can create more attention. Um, but also, it only shows on mobile devices at the moment. Right. So that's like, that's like what half the potential visitors you could even see it in the first place. And it doesn't necessarily show in all countries or browser types. Uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of different factors that come into play that actually allow it to show. Right, um, right. That's yeah, that's slowly being expanded upon. But yeah, it's a pretty small segment. Right. I agree. One thing I would note that I guess having a, a chat feature that is completely free to use for a business right. is pretty powerful in a way. Um, so I, I guess I personally have opted into it for a couple of the businesses that I manage. How's um, that going? I have yeah, I have received like two pretty decent inquiries for it. Okay. Um those are businesses who have like a decent amount of traffic that comes through the listing. Um, but yeah, I guess if you compare it to, for instance, on my family business website, we have a chat app that we use on there. Right. And it costs like $15 a month. It's called Talk. Right. Uh, if you compare that to Google My Business, it's essentially the same functionality, but they're giving it to you for free. Right. So I, I guess with that said, um, you obviously want to have someone manning this. Um, right, right. You don't want to have you don't want people messaging you and Google showing. It takes sixteen hours for you to get a response. Yeah, you got to be smart about it. You can't just get your SEO guys to say, "Hey, click the switch on this and pass us on all the inquiries." That's probably not the best right. process. And it's hooked up to your phone, right? You get a you get a uh, notification on your phone. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. yeah through the new uh, Google My Business app. So you have to have that app installed on your phone, then you get a nice little notification. Among your other four million gazillion notifications. So be be careful before you sign up for a notification. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's sort of the interesting thing. Okay, say if you're paying $15, and most people are, I'm assuming it's on your website, most people are going to be using your website to chat with you. I, 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 I kind of wonder how hard it is, or it's hard to imagine for me, rather, how many people are going to go to the to the local panel 
before they really ever engage with your business. Because when you're on your website, you've already engaged with the business. The local panel is really a place for information. I'm getting information about the business. What's their phone number? What are their reviews? What are they open? What does a restaurant look like? Whatever it is. And to start chatting from there to me seems awkward. Mm, yeah, for, for like a restaurant, that is probably awkward and unnecessary for them as well because they'll get heaps of uh, requests for people wanting to book a table or just wanting to know what's on the menu. And right, or thing. complaining why the right. chicken was so crappy last night. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, for, for some businesses, I can see how it would be quite useful. But yeah, it's still it's still pretty early days. Like they're not even showing it to many users at the moment. So cool. Yeah, it's one to be aware of. I think you should definitely test it if you have the capacity to do it. But yeah, use it your own. Um, use it your own risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you have terrible chicken, don't put the messaging button there. Okay, so let's pick <laughs> let's piggyback on this a bit and talk about one of my favorites, Google Posts. Which, by the way, shout out to you for picking up that you can put anchor text into a Google post. I have a hyperlink there that was featured on SE Roundtable. See, I told you he was an SE Roundtable. Okay, so I, I love Google posts. The story version is just awesome. I don't know I don't know why I don't see it more often. I think the only two places I've ever seen it was for, oddly enough, the Stanley Cup Finals and New York City. For New York City has awesome social media presence. The, the city of New York, they have they have Google Posts. They are the only city. I've, I've spent an hour looking for cities across the world. They are the only city I can find using Google Posts, and they've used StoryThing. So that's taxpayer dollars well spent if you're living in New York City. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, by the way, I, I lived in New York for 30 years. hated New York City. It's such a pain yeah. in the neck. I mean, it's fun. Like When you go there... Big lie. I remember I have some friends from Seattle came in, like, wow, this is amazing. Times Square. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's annoying, full of tourists, whatever. But, um, yeah. yeah. New York City's not as cracked up as it be when you live there. It's a great place to visit. Anyway, Google Posts. So you have a story, you have a gear, you have a gift, right? Even the standard post is a great thing. It's probably one of the only places that you can really throw in a significant amount of content that's your own right onto the SERP into a SERP feature. Okay, that said, how effective have you seen them to be? What can a business do to leverage them, particularly because they're not a thing? I mean, no one, you see them there. I don't think most people know, hey, you know what? I, you know, I wonder what the Yankees are doing. Let me go check out their Google posts. So since they're not really a thing, how do you, how do you use this? How do you leverage this? How do you take advantage of this if you're somebody who wants to use it? I mean, no one's been looking for them. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. So I guess from my own experiences, I've, I use them for a few different purposes. So for one, uh, I have one client in particular who's a mortgage broker and their, their business name is actually mortgage broker and location. So <laughs> their business is basically a keyword. Okay? That's amazing. Wait, uh, wait, they're one of those websites that like, you know, plumber New York City, 1-800. They're one of those guys. Uh, I'm not. I'm not calling you out or anything. Or I'm just. I'm just saying that you know, Joy Hawkins is probably rolling around uh, in a furious fit. What you're doing? Oh, this, this wasn't our idea. They they came on board <laughs> like a year or so ago. I'm messing we with you. I'm messing. I'm messing. Down. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we would wait for going down the branded route rather than just having like the keyword rich domain um, name and also name of the business. But yeah, so for example, for this particular client. They obviously get a lot of traffic through their Google My Business listing. Right. And 
So a lot of that traffic is partially for people looking for their brand, mortgage broker location, and also people who are just searching on Google for a mortgage broker in a particular city. Right. So all joking around is probably pretty effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is why it makes Uh, sense to do it, despite the fact that people in the SEO industry don't like it, which I guess sucks for you if you don't like it because it makes sense. Oh, I know. But, uh, yeah, so basically when someone searches on Google for mortgage broker and the city, if you're on your mobile device, you'll get uh, the first result is uh, Google My Business. So it's actually their listing that shows and there's no map pack on there because Google thinks that it's a business that people are looking for because uh-huh. they get a decent amount of branded search. So that's being combined there. So it's a little bit unclear for Google as what they should show there. Should they show the map pack with three results or right. just the local panel for that business. But anyway. So, so that's great. So you get all that view and the, uh, all the visibility. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's at the very top of the surf on mobile. Right. Then we, then we got the website ranking first in the organic results. Very nice. And then there's another result there for like a review website that's actually for that business. Then we've got just below there, if you have a Google post that's live, it's going mm-hmm. to be showing in that spot there. Oh, so, so great. Where, yeah, so we're essentially showing in four different spots for their most important keyword. Wow. Which is insane. And if you have that Google post there, that's about the the length of two organic spots. So you... you Right, right. That's great. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on mobile. So, yeah. Exactly, and it, it works well on desktop as well. Right, um, with the lo- local panel showing from the side, but yeah. that's kind of like one stream. Right, you got to click down a little bit. Yeah, another another example of stuff I to do. So, for instance, if we have a client who has their own uh, like social uh, social media person that they have in house, or they have an agency that they use, mm-hmm. we'll give them um, some training on how to use Google Posts, and whenever they do an Instagram post or Facebook post they can just do a Google post as well. So it's really fast to do because they would, they've already written it to Instagram or Facebook right. and all they need to do is jump into Google and just copy and paste that. That's a really smart idea for SEO agencies. I like that. To train your clients yeah. to use Google Posts. Wow, I never thought of that even. That's brilliant, actually. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Like, you should totally do that. It's great. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, there are a couple of examples. I also use pretty regularly like the Call Me, Call Us Google right. Posts with the Call now to put action. Um, those are kind of just a no-brainer. Like you, right. you can put a little advertisement there, and when someone searches for the brand or come across as it, they oh, that's see great. that and quickly do a call. But right. yeah, I've, I've got I've got clicks from that. Yeah, uh, people actually calling. So I mean, yeah, every, everyone has their own strategy with Google Posts, but I guess I I don't want to invest too much time in it. Mm-hmm. But I know I've got to do something on there for a bunch of the different clients have. Right. In those cases, have you – so Google's offered more data over the last few months for Google Posts. Has that data come in handy for you at all in any of these cases? Or it's just a matter of getting more people to hit those keywords, to see those Google Posts. It's a matter of uh, visibility, not really a matter of leveraging data from metrics or whatever it is. Yeah, I guess – I know Joy Hawkins did an article for Search Engine Land recently about how they've noticed that the traffic being sent to websites from Google Posts has decreased a bit. Right. Um, that was from when they moved yeah. the uh, the post down, though. They're back, they're back up, no? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, well, they're still down on mobile, but ah, I'm not okay. too sure where they're sitting on desktop at the moment. Um, but yeah, I guess you, you don't normally see much interaction on Google Posts. It's mainly right. for the impressions. Right. I think that's pretty important, being able to get your little advertisement or piece of information yeah. in front of your search up. Um, do you, do, and where do you see this going for brands? Like, for example, I see it with um, the sports teams a lot. They use, they use GIFs, and it's great, especially on desktop. Because as you're going down the page, you're looking, whatever, it catches your eye. It's moving. Do you see brands trying to use that stuff more often, trying to use more interactive content, more stories, more of the GIFs inside of Google Post? Is it going to, do you see it taking off in any significant way, five, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the line? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So I guess the, the Google Post you're referring to is when you're, a verified author. Right, right. Yes. So I guess that's different to Google My Business where you, you're a local business and you just have access to Google Posts. So these are actual um, major organizations who have opted into this. But yeah, it's, it's a huge opportunity for them even. And they've got even more functionality by the looks of it. Yeah, Google a lot more. That's, yeah, that's where you can do the embedding of the links. Whereas on Google My Business, you can't do that. Well, so let's hop on something that every business cares about then. Um, service and products. You, only, you should care because if you don't care, your business is going to fall. In a, uh, in a recent post, Google has offered businesses more opportunities to showcase, to link to services, to link to products in the local panel. What are some of the ways that a business should go about these opportunities? What should they showcase? How should they go about deciding on what they should put into the, the local panel to showcase their products or their services. Um, what pages should they link to? I'll give you a quick example. Trader Joe's, one of my favorite stores. It's sort of, I don't know if you have it outside of the US, but it's sort of like a Whole Foods, but it's much, much cheaper and it's much better in my opinion. So what they do is they have a section for some of their branches. I don't know if it's for all of them. Then the section in the local panel, it's on desktop is, is it on desktop? no, it's mobile, I'm sorry, is store savings. So you can put a little link next to store savings I would assume most people would think that's for, okay, a place where I can put a, a sales page, a coupon, whatever it is. Um, but what they do is they link to their homepage there. It's just They're just trying to link another another place to stick in a, a link to their homepage. Does that make sense to do that where Google's telling you to showcase your product or service, but you're doing something like putting your, uh, your a link to your homepage there? Is that smart? Is it stupid? Does it matter? Does it not matter? Go for it. Yeah. I guess it, it, the old age SEO response of it, it depends. <laughs> I just spoke to Andrew Optimizing last week and he said that also and I told him this is not a nursing home there are no depends here yeah, yeah. so so I guess we're uh, Trader Joe's so it would it would just depend upon whether that homepage link has any information there within the header or whatever about their actual statements that they have is, that, is it actually useful to send a visitor to the homepage I mean, for Ideally. them, it's just a homepage. I mean, first off, they're already there under the website button anyway. They're they're not. It's I right. If there was a you know, we're having a giant sales, a giant banner on the homepage. That makes sense. This is just their homepage. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's exactly right. You want to be linking to a page which has the intent to whatever the call to action is or the labeling. For um, so, so I guess for Google My Business in general, I like to link to a very targeted page. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I do any sort of linking from the actual uh, local panel, mainly for the primary web, website link. Right. Um, mainly because of whatever content's on that page 
you'll be able to make it into the this website mentions. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Right, yeah. right. Well, I'm going to talk about website mentions in a second, but to follow up on that, okay, so let's say let's say Trader Joe's, they don't have a, um, a specials page. Is it worth it? Do you think it's worth it to create a separate page just so they can put it into the local panel? Meaning, I'm assuming yeah, Trader Joe's is doing this because they don't they don't have one, so I'm just gonna plop I'm just gonna plop a whatever landing yeah. page, uh, my homepage. Who cares? Worth yeah, it or not I worth mean, it? It's worth testing out with UTM right. parameters on there. So if they touch some, they touch UTM tracking to that right. uh, store savings URL, then they can actually see are people even clicking on this? Are they actually noticing it? If they are, then maybe they can track the engagement rates and sales associated right. with that. That's a good idea. Um, okay, so website mentions, you mentioned that. Not to use the word mention too many times, but let's mention it again. <laughs> Gosh, you're killing myself here. Okay, so website mentions, as you mentioned, oh man, I did it again. I can't stop myself. It's something that Google tested out a little while ago where they, they stick a, if you do a query for, I don't know, um, organic pest control in Timbuktu, they show you your three listings in the local pack and they'll, they'll mention underneath the listing, um, this site contains, or this site mentions, you know, organic pests, which would be like either, you know, roaches or children. I'm not sure. But um, how how significant is that? I mean, okay, I, I have, I'm not going to put my thumb on the scale before I, before I get your answer. But how, does it really matter? Does, it, does anyone really care? Do you, does a user help by seeing the fact that this website mentions something related to your, your search query? Yeah. So I, I guess I'd probably start from a higher level from that. So, for, for example, for my family business, they're a dietitian based on the Gold Coast. If I were to link straight to the home page for the listing and not to a service page that directly targets that keyword for dietitians in the Gold Coast, then the, that's, that's actually a signal, the content that you have on the page that you link to from your Google My Business listing. So, I'm not going to actually be able to rank as well if Google can't pick up the content that I'm linking to and it relates back to the services right. and the category I've set my listing. So that's kind of like a higher level view of why it's actually important to link to a page where it has all those queries that you want to show up in the website mentions section. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little example of so Boxing Day sales. So that's the 26th. Of December. For, for, okay, so for my American audience, Boxing Day, I mentioned yeah. to you when we spoke before, okay, Boxing Day to me is the day that Mike Tyson bit off Evander Holyfield's ear. What What is Boxing Day in reality? Yes, it has no real meaning that I know of. It's just the day after Christmas where there's lots of sales on and businesses get involved and put sales on their websites and people like to shop with their Christmas money. Ah, okay. So in America, that would be like Stampede Day, Trample the yeah. Death Day, right? Very similar. Uh, but, but yeah, so for example, this year, I've, I've got a little case study that I'm about to write up where, so my Google My Business listing links to a very targeted service page. Okay. Previously, when we've done our Boxing Day sales, we'll maybe create a page on the website with useful information and have the website link to it, or we might have... Um, something mentioned in the category of the product range that has Boxing Day sales in there with right. like a, okay. the coupon code or whatever. But this year, what I decided to do was add an extra 
section on the top of the website in the actual header that was like a nice little blue, uh, sorry, uh, red banner that said view our Boxing Day sales. Right. And where it said Boxing Day sales, I just hyperlinked that to a dedicated page with all the information about the products that we have on sale and the, the type of savings you can get. But what happens with that strategy is that when I'm linking to my service page, Google can actually pick up that content for Boxing Day sale because it's accessible on every single page. Uh-huh. Okay, that's website. good. Yeah, so, so I, I um, have some screenshots where I've got my listing showing up for like nutrition products, Boxing Day sale. So when I search on Google, my Google, my business listing actually shows up for that mm-hmm. because I've got mentions on the website. So that's like one application where you can integrate e-commerce sales with your local strategy. Right. That actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's just a, just a plop down. This website mentions pest control when you're searching for pest control. It's kind of like, yeah, I hope this website mentions pest control because the name of the business is Bob's Pest Control. So why wouldn't it mention pest control? Yeah. That to me is a little bit. Yeah, I have to credit Andrew Shotland. Okay. A little trick there. So basically what he did is he read up a case study on his website, local SEO guide about how he used that same tactic for Black Friday. Mm -hmm. So I just used his learning from that and did on my own site and it worked really well. Cool. So in my opinion then, really stupid feature that can be leveraged in really creative ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of Google just throwing stuff on the SERP. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's sort of wrap up this conversation. Although we do have a little bit of a game we're going to play with you. I'm going to put you into a little, uh, little bit of a corner. Um, what are some of the other new elements you see within the local SERP, local SERP features that businesses do, you know, to sort of take notice of? Um, I know you had opening dates. If a business is going to open, you could put your opening date in the in the local panel. I know someone was some people saw um, some people messing around with that. Well, that was kind of creative. What they were doing was they were saying this business, which has been open since two thousand and one, we're going to suggest to Google to edit their open date to be I don't know March tenth, two thousand and nineteen. So the business looked like it wasn't even open yet. I know Google fixed that now. Thank you, Google. So that's just one of the new features that we've we've seen come to the the, uh, the local world of SERP features recently. I know there are a bunch of others. Just in general, what do you see? What do you what do you recommend that businesses you know sort of take a look at? Yeah, that's a good question. So just in general, with local search and features, sure, and even even things like the you know the new agency dashboard that they uh, they release over the uh, summer. Sure. All right, here we go. So yeah, so one of the things that I would um, recommend agency owners or people who work with uh, potentially over 100 Google My Business listings is to look into the new uh, Google My Business Agency dashboard. Okay. That's something that when it was first released, oh, probably like six months or so ago now, there were a lot of bugs with it. Mm-hmm. And I was I was unfortunately one of the ones who had to go through a lot of that and report a lot of the bugs. Oh, really? You know, um, you should probably get compensated the rankings for that. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, for, your, for your pain. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's that's one of probably the best. How has it helped you? Yeah, it's it's, it's really been helpful. Um, mainly for so previously, if you had like hundreds of Google My Business listings, you can only have so many listings att- attached to one Google account. Right, right. 
So, so you're reaching capacity. So every time you reach your capacity, you just have to load up listings on a new email address. Right, which is so, a pain in the neck. Yeah, so at one stage, we had four different email addresses that we had to store uh, within our password account at the agency. And every time you get a new employee on, they'd have to literally log into each of those and try and find That's crazy. whatever client they're trying to find. But with the agency dashboard, you can um, assign users based on their work email. Right. Broke at uh, email address. Um, you can assign that based on the account manager. So basically, I can then put if I have a client with sixty different locations throughout Australia, I can put them all in one location group within the agency dashboard, mm-hmm. and I can assign those. To a different team member just by um, through the agency dashboard rather than saying, wow. here's an email address, log into it, try and find these listings. <laughs> That's great. Could you imagine if you're managing, I don't know, thousands and thousands of hotels? What a oh, nightmare that yeah. would be. Yeah. I, I, would be- I would go down to Google and raise holy hell personally if, if I was that person. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what took so long? What took so long? Come on, Google. Get it together. Gosh. Okay. That was very insightful. And as a reward for that, I'm going to put you in a bit of a bit of pain, as Mr. T would say. What's your prediction? Pain. Okay. Um, I have a game I call <laughs> Optimize It or Disavow It. It's sort of like, um, you know, a start bench cut or um, what is it? Um, marry, date, divorce, whatever it is. I'm going to give you, in this case, just two options. And there are two either really great options or two pretty terrible options, you have to choose one over the other. Um, in the case of a really bad option, you're choosing a bad option. In the case of a really good option, you're saying, well, this option is better than that one when really we all know that it's not. But I'm going to put you on the corner and make you do it anyway. So in this case of optimize it or disavow it, Brody Clark is going to tell us nap or good old solid reviews. If you had to pick just one, you either have to correct and make um, harmonious all of your uh, all of your NAP listings, your, your name, your address, your phone number, all over the web, or you have to improve your really really shoddy reviews that you currently have. Which do you optimize for, Brody? And which do you disavow? Which do you forget about? You can only choose one. You have thirty seconds. No, you have more time than that. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to optimize the solid reviews. Okay. That seems a bit of an offer to take up, and I'll have to disavow the nap. So you don't care about nap, is what you're saying? No. The nap's not important. I've got to choose those, <laughs> those reviews. I mean, I, I they're going to be important for conversions. Right. One, important for rankings, and I can reuse them for marketing materials. So I can put them on my website. That's true. Those are all good. I can put them in a brochure if that's if that's what you do with your business. Mm-hmm. There's so many applications. Whereas with your nap, that's going to improve my rankings. Is it going to improve my conversions? Maybe, probably not. <laughs> well, my look, you know, the phone number's wrong. Okay, I can't call them. Their reviews are really terrible. I don't even want to call them. So who cares? So I would I would go with reviews. I'm just giving you a hard time. I would actually go with reviews, yeah. as much as uh, yeah, I do. I do think math is important for sure. Um, 
the for the for the record, Brody thinks nap is important. <laughs> yeah, just just for the record, uh, oh. <laughs> but, but reviews are more important. I hear that. Okay, well, listen, Brody, this was awesome. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate this. Really, some great insights here. I th- people definitely listen to this man. Definitely check out his blog, uh, BrodyClark.com. Some really great content there. Are you still putting up the uh, LinkedIn videos? Yes. Yeah, those are good. They're on the site, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, check those out also. They're great. You can actually watch Brody instead of just listening to him here. Awesome. Again, thanks again for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Morty. Great being here. And we are back to your regularly scheduled programming. I loved interviewing him, by the way. That was a ton of fun. He really is an up-and-coming SEO, um, so keep your eye on him. I wish he had more time to get into more of the nitty-gritty of local SEO and local SEO SERP features, but so it goes. Yeah, that was very helpful. I love the idea of how to leverage mentions in the local pack. Very creative. That was very creative. I, to be honest, with you, I really thought that was a. It's. I still do to a large extent. Beside his little trick there, I'm gonna call it a trick. It's a creative way of using it, which is great. What it doesn't make any sense. Why have mentions there? It doesn't do anything. I already expect that as a user. I expect that this site is going to mention what I search for. But yeah, that was very creative. I was actually taken aback. That was a good one. All right. So let's go with a poll question this week, and based on what we chatted with Brody. Uh, Let's ask you, our dear audience, particularly our local SEO folk, let us ask you this. Do you use Google Posts now and how likely are you to ever use them? Do you use Google Posts now and how likely are you to ever use them? You can find the poll question on the the blog. Uh, Yes, on the blog. Right, I got it right. On the blog where we release this podcast on the Rank Ranger blog each and every week. You can find the poll on the Rank Ranger Twitter account. Uh, you can find it on my Twitter account. It'll be on LinkedIn. It'll be everywhere, hopefully. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, before we move on, let's touch up on last week's poll questions and see what y'all had to say about... What is the best way to stay competitive with multinational brands on the SERP? And you said, said a lot of funny stuff this week. Uh, some stuff I won't repeat here. It was very black hat. So I can't talk about it on this podcast, nor do I unofficially even recommend you do any of that stuff. So any of you who recommend that Black Hat stuff, cut all that out. Um, but uh, let's quote Peter Blindheim of Net Traffic AS. He said, and this is a good point, and I'm going to bring this up in particular because I want to touch on this. Uh, he said, think small or smaller. Focus on getting to the top in your neighborhood when it matters most. Then build up reviews and ratings, and expand from there to nearby neighborhoods. So he's thinking, okay, if you are a a smaller brand, and you want to build up, and you want to compete with the bigger brands, so think local, think the local pack, those sort of things. And I want to mention that, I specifically want to mention that, because when I spoke to Andrew Optimizey, was it, two weeks ago already? I specifically asked Andrew before he came on, I don't want to go that route, right? I don't want to, this is when you want to compete with a bigger brand, let's leave out using local SEO on the local pack because, as we mentioned last week, let's say you're not a local business. Let's say you are an international business. You're a software company. You have no brick-and-mortar presence. So how is that going to help you? So I wanted to bring in this point from, uh, from Peter because it's a great point, and it's, you should definitely do this, but just no, it doesn't apply to everybody. It only applies if you are a local uh, business, not if you're a international player, just not one that's enormously huge. Okay, so time is of the essence, and I have to quickly get into this because we, Rank Ranger, have some brand new SERP feature data for you as we go data 
yet again. You ever look at hotels on Google? Uh, do a Google search for hotels? I have, yes, when we've taken the kids to Disneyland, but that was a while back now. How was Disneyland? Fun, as always. Really? I haven't been there since I was like, I don't know, four? I was so scared of Captain Hook. I literally peed go. my pants. I was, four. I was four. I was four, folks. I was four, and he scared me. You need to go again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of Captain Hook this time. Yes. Just watch out, Captain Hook. Here I come. Okay. So. In the recent past, Google has altered dramatically how hotel local packs look. They do not look like your average local pack. They're more visual. They have four results. Okay, and thus, and in addition to the per-keyword insights we offer inside the Rank Ranger platform, and as you may have seen on SE Roundtable last week, you can now track with our SERP feature tracker tool, which we will link to in the blog post for this post, for this podcast, rather. You can now track the percentage of SERPs that contain a hotel local panel, and you can do it for free because it's a free tool. Yay! So let's get into some of the actual data. Okay, the percentage of SERPs that contain a hotel local pack is, survey says, 4.5%, give or take, on desktop and on mobile as well. Which means, by the way, how many or what percentage, rather, of all local packs are hotel local packs. Let me just tell you that. 9% of all local packs on desktop are hotel local packs. And 12% of all local packs on mobile are hotel local packs. So for all you hotel SEO folk, that's a good stat to know. So check out the tool. It's a SERP feature tracker, desktop, mobile, any country in the world. You can check out your hotel local pack percentages on the SERP. Cool. Very cool. Love that. Yeah, it's great stuff. Okay, so being that we had so much to talk about with Brody and local surf features and the new Rank Ranger data, uh, I'm going to try something a little bit different with the news. I'm going to let Kim hit it, and I'm going to keep my yapping to a minimum, which you probably don't believe me, but I'm going to try at least, okay? So here we go. Let's try it. Take it away with the news. made a change that makes it easier for SAB's service area businesses, that is those that do not have a brick and mortar shop, but sort of roam around provide services to indicate the actual areas they cover. Now SABs will be able to tell Google which areas their company services. Yeah, so that's a great change. Uh, it deals with a very long-standing problem, and it's a great day for SABs for service area businesses. I'm keeping my chatting to a minimum, so keep it going. Google has been testing a lightbox feature videos inside mobile knowledge panels. So instead of tapping on a video and heading over to YouTube, you can stay on the SERP and the video plays within an overlay screen. Mm -hmm. So as much as folks get upset about Google keeping you on the SERP, it's evil, it's terrible, it's horrible, it's horrific. It's, in this case, it makes a lot of sense, so knock it off. Uh, I understand this very, very much, and it makes a lot, a lot of sense. Having to open or clicking on a YouTube video and having to have the YouTube app open on mobile is clunky. And now it's not clunky. You're going to go to YouTube anyway for the video anyway, so what are you all upset about? Okay, onwards. Yes, you can now add hyperlinks to anchor texts within the Google posts should you be the verified owner of a knowledge panel. That was found by Brody Clark. Oh, see, I told you, right? He's up and coming. You can find him on SE Roundtable. Um, great. So thank you very much for the news, Kim. 
Now it's time for everyone's favorite, the fun SEO send-off question. So Jacqueline's gone. So this is back on me. Hey, this is not going to be a good thing. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Yes. Okay. I'm not ready. Okay, I'm ready. If Google wore a hat, what kind of hat would it wear? Do you do drugs? <laughs> I ask myself that question all the time. Uh, no, it's all natural. Could you imagine if I did drugs? I'd rather not picture that. Yeah, one. me neither. Okay, okay, okay. No more stalling. No more delaying this. I asked it. I'll answer it first. Google would wear a fitted Yankees baseball hat with a scarf and sunglasses, much like a celebrity strolling around L.A., who wants to keep off everyone's radar and just do what they do without so much fanfare because fanfare generally doesn't go in Google's favor. Um, you know, like the hat, like it's incognito. They have the sunglasses. And Google's like, you know, Google's going incognito. You can't tell who they are. Get it? Yeah. yeah, I get it. But I agree with the baseball cap part, but just the plain black one. You would wear a Yankees one. Yeah, I would because I'm a Yankees fan. That makes sense. I know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you know that the Yankees are the most recognized brand, like sports brand, in the entire world? Mm-mm. Yep, I didn't. because it makes no, sense because on their hat it says New York. So if you uh, if you think you people think, I wonder how many people wear Yankees hats, like I don't know, whatever country, wherever, and realize it's a sports team and not just New York. But because of that, because of the fact that it has New York on their hat, it's everywhere. It's all over the world. Right. Fun fact from Morty that has nothing to do with SEO, and that will do it for us over. and the insert. SEO podcast. It's over. We're done. So thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, it's in search because we're all in search of something. Over and out.